1: Well, hello, and welcome once again to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. It's uh, it's great to be with you once again. And as I as I sit here recording this, I have a couple of trees being cut down in my yard. So I am not sure if the sound of the chainsaw is going to um, filter in on this. I'm sure it won't. But uh, but if you hear some buzzing in the background, and just one very large. Bang, I just heard as a branch came down. I'm just hoping it just came down on the ground and not on the deck. Um, So, hopefully, you're not going to get to hear that, but uh, if you do hear that buzzing, then that's exactly what it is. Um, I've been going, I've I've been getting a little paranoid about cutting down trees because we're in hummingbird season at the moment. I'm, you know, I, I even just went out to the guys and said, you know, can you just check there's no hummingbird nests? And he looked at me like I was nuts, you know. So I just retreated back into my office, back into my studio, and, and I'm just letting them do the biz. I just, it's just this whole thing about cutting down a live tree that, um, that, that is bothering me somewhat, but it will, you know, it, it, it has to be done, unfortunately. So there we are. Other things that have to be done are licensing and paying taxes. You know that's one of those things in life. You've got to pay the taxes, and you've got to be living under a rock if you're not aware of everything that's going on in the in different parts of of the U.S. and Canada at the moment, and across the world with um, with regulations and licensing. It, it's popping up in all sorts of different areas. You know, places like Santa Monica in California where. Uh, vacation rentals have been banned completely. Two different areas where uh, hotel taxes are being imposed, whether they call them hotel taxes, lodging taxes, uh, accommodation tax, whatever, these things are popping up all over the place. And if you know, if you are living under a rock, it's no defense. It really isn't. If you don't pay your lodging taxes, your hotel taxes, and the authorities, the tax authorities, find out that you have been renting and you haven't been paying the appropriate fees, they will come after you. It was interesting to see that earlier this spring, uh, HomeAway incorporated Hotspot Tax Centre as a resource to help vacation rental owners with their tax law compliance. And uh, and I'll put a link uh, in the show notes to the... Uh, press release that went out with that. So I wanted to uh, talk to somebody about this and who better than Rob Stevens, who founded Hotspot Tax. Um, So without further ado, uh, as I'm hearing the chainsaw coming ever closer, um, (laughs) we'll get on with this interview. I am very very pleased to have with me today Rob Stevens um the founder of Hotspot Tax um and this is exciting because if if you don't know out there um we don't actually pay any taxes in Ontario. Now I don't mean we don't pay any taxes. We don't we pay our federal taxes, we pay our provincial taxes, but we don't actually Pay any hotel tax, lodging tax, accommodation tax, whatever tax you'd like to call it, on our vacation rental. So this is all very new to me because I know that many, many of my colleagues um, across the U.S. do have to pay a whole variety of, of different taxes. And I know when I go to a vacation rental, um, I'm off as a guest. I I see all these different taxes. So it was. it's just going to be very interesting to talk to Rob today about lodging tax, just all the ins and outs of it, and how it may impact you as a vacation rental owner. So Rob, thank you so much for joining me. It's lovely to have you here.
0: Uh, thank you, and it's always great when somebody's excited to talk about taxes. So that's, that's a very gracious introduction, so I appreciate the opportunity.
1: I never thought I'd say that, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um so Rob you know just kick off will you and just tell tell us a bit about yourself and you know specifically why you founded Hotspot Tax um for the vacation rental business.
0: Sure. Sure. So I think like a lot of people that get into the vacation rental business um like we did are our, our, we started, we purchased a second home in Vail, Colorado. So we, and this was in 1999. So we're vacation rental owners ourselves. So I'm in the same soup as everybody else doing the same things. I live it, own it, breathe it. So when we purchased our home in in 1999, actually our condo in Vail, you know, we, we, like most people, you know, we couldn't afford just to own a second home ourselves. We needed to rent it to help offset the cost of ownership we weren't trying to make a profit i think a lot of people like a lot you know like a lot of people were all the same we're just trying to hopefully cover the mortgage or part of the mortgage and some of the expenses and so that was our approach and so this is you know more than 15 years ago and at the time you know these internet websites were very very new and in in Colorado the market, if you use a professional manager, was, a, was was 50% commission. So we didn't really want to go that route. So we thought we'd try it on our own, and we, you know, we listed it on VRBO, which was very, very new at the time, and it worked very, very well. So we had a wonderful experience uh, managing it ourselves. And as you know, when you, when you do this, um, you know VRBO can generate the bookings, but then there's all kinds of additional things you have to do as an owner. You have to talk to the guests, communicate with the guests, the gas. You have to bill the gas, collect money, you got to have methods to collect money, you have to clean it, clean the unit, so you have to have a cleaning service, um, you have to be on call. Uh, and then one of the things we discovered, and my wife and I are both CPAs early in the process, is in Vail there was a, you know, a 9.8% tax that needed to be collected, and it was paid quarterly uh, on three different forms to two different tax agencies, so our initial experience was, wow, this, this vacation rental, you know, renting this property online is a, is a great experience. This is really working, but there's all these additional t- um, tax, tasks required and taxes being one of them. So it was really through that experience as we got into it and realized how powerful what was happening on the Internet with these websites. But then there was this tax obligation that all these owners like myself and we were accountants and we were just lucky to even stumble across it. So through that experience, we realized there's probably a lot of confusion and a lot of people that may want help solving that problem. So so through that experience, we created Hotspot, which is really a company that's, you know, our whole, you know, role in the vacation rental marketplace is to solve the occupancy tax issue for people, basically make it go away. So it was through that experience that we started the company.
1: Because I didn't know that, that you were a vacation rental owner. Um, so and as you say, live it, breathe it
0: right exactly
1: so so you know exactly what uh, what people are 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 dealing with on a day-to-day basis and uh, you know we've got a, a, there's, there's so many owners who I mean like myself I started with one property and, and at one point I was running 5 of them so so that that of course makes it um you know a little bit more complex and and I know of so many other people who who having having made a super success with one property and now moving on to uh, to buy more. So that makes it even more important that, um, that everything is complied with, I'm quite sure. So tell me about the difference between federal taxation at, on vacation rental income and lodging taxes. Because... You know, when I when I when I thought about this, and I thought, well, we don't pay anything but federal and provincial taxes up here in Ontario. Sure. We don't have any lodging taxes. Just run through the sort of differences for me. Sure, and that's
0: an excellent question. And I think one of the challenges in the marketplace, um, and we're now you know, we've had a long time partnership with with Homoy and VRBO, and we're getting um, placement onto other with you know with other partner partner sites, and you know the taxes becoming a big issue in our industry, and there's you know, I think a lot driven by Airbnb as well, but the industry's getting, just getting so big it's become a big issue. And there's, you know, we often find with our initial, you know, communications with the customer that there's great confusion. You know, the common, you know, the lay person that's just renting out their second home or even maybe a room in their primary home or their primary home on their way is just not aware of these requirements a lot of times. So they naturally think that this is an income tax liability. So it's, it's very common that a new customer or a prospective customer will come to us saying, well, I'm paying all my taxes. I pay my income taxes at the end of the year. Um, well, it's very different. I mean, income tax, as you know, is a tax on your net income. So you have to collect your rent and report your rent revenue as income, but then you can deduct all your operating expenses, which can be uh, you know, management fees, uh, utilities, maintenance, cleaning, mortgage interest, and even depreciation. So here in the States... Like I said in, in, in the previous question, when I bought my home and started renting it, I wasn't trying to make a profit. I was just trying to cover uh, you know, some of the costs. So when I report income taxes at the end of the year, I actually have no income tax to pay on my rental because that actually generates a net loss for me. And I think that's how it is for the vast majority of people that are renting their homes. This is not necessarily a, a profitable endeavor. It's something that they can do to offset the cost of ownership and have a lovely... You know, second home in a place that they maybe want to retire to someday. So that's very different than lodging tax is a tax on the gross rent you collect. So if you collect three thousand dollars from a guest, you have to charge lodging taxes. And you know, lodging is a heavily taxed uh, business segment here in the U.S. and and a typical tax rate is you know ten to twelve percent. So you're charging and collecting a ten to twelve percent tax on your revenue. So, there's no deductions to these taxes. So, really, anyone that's renting a home in the US is going to be subject to this type of tax. And, you know, 10%, 12% of revenue is a lot. Now, what I tell people is, you know, the guest pays it. So, this doesn't necessarily come out of your pocket. You collect it from the guest, and then your obligation is to pay it to the correct agencies. But in our view, the, the lodging tax is a much bigger issue than the income tax like I said, most people aren't going to owe income tax after they deduct deduct all the expenses on their rental it's going to be the lodging tax that's going to be the much bigger obligation and one that often people are not aware of and, and surprises people
1: so how how do um, let's say i'm a new vacation rental owner um, in Colorado how do i how do I find out um, what my obligations are to to to, to pay these taxes because they, they come under different guises, don't they? You know, I've I've seen sort of hotel tax, lodging tax, um, accommodation tax. They give them different names. It can be confusing. And then I'm going to add a, a, another rider onto this question: Do these taxes have a sort of um, a, a time limit? If you rent thirty days or more, do you still have to pay it? Just how do you go about finding out?
0: Yeah, and that's an excellent question. And, you know, I, I speak at conferences from time to time, and I do different interviews. It's a, I don't know that I have a great answer for people because this is where it gets difficult. Um, two things. I'll answer your second question first. So these lodging taxes are a tax on short-term renting. So in most locations in the U.S., in most states, short-term is defined as less than 30 days. So if you're doing monthly rentals and longer, you don't have to collect these taxes and pay them. However... You know, it varies by state. So large vacation rental states like Hawaii and Florida, short-term is defined as six months. So anything less than six months is fully taxable. So even if you're doing a seasonal rental of three or four or five months, you have to pay the tax. Um, You know, South Carolina is 90 days. Um, You know, I own all the states off the top of my head, but it varies. So so by short-term renting, that's what triggers the tax, and that's what catches us all as vacation homeowners – to having to, to, to pay the tax because if you read the statutes and definitions, and this is another confusing element, you know, single-family homes, tourist homes, cabins, uh, they're defined as hotels. If you read the definition of a hotel in any state or any city or county, typically it's going to cover our type of accommodation. And often people think about this in terms of, well, I'm not a hotel. That's a hotel tax. It doesn't apply to me. Or I'm not a business. I'm just renting my second home. But unfortunately, that's what catches us all. We are under the definition of a hotel, and therefore we are a business. And if we're short-term renting, we have to collect and pay these taxes. And to your point, it's called different things. So here in Colorado, it's sales tax, and then a lot of the cities have a lodging tax. Um, you know, in, 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 in Texas, it's a hotel occupancy tax. In California, it's a transient occupancy tax. In Florida, it's a tourist tax and sales tax. Uh, In South Carolina, it's sales tax and accommodations tax. Uh, So it's called room tax, bed tax, lodging tax. It goes by all different names, and that's part of the complexity here. And the other part of the complexity is it's multiple layers of taxation. So what I mean by that is the state has a tax, the county has a tax, and the city has a tax. So it's often that our vacation rental clients or any of us doing this in the U.S. are subject to three different levels of taxation and sometimes you have to check with each agency so to answer the question of how does somebody go about figuring this out that unfortunately is the complexity is you have to go to each level of agency start and I always recommend start with the state And a lot of times in some states the state collects the tax for the city and the county so you only have to deal with the state but in a lot of locations you have to you know pay some tax to the state but then also some tax to the city or county where your property is located um, so I always recommend you know, internet research, which works well these days. Um, you, know, Google the, you can Google these search terms, see what you can find online, you know, go to the Department of Revenue or the finance or tax office in your city or county, and a lot of times you can find information, but a lot of times it's not easy. So I encourage people not just to do internet research, but make a phone call. Um, but it, it can be very hard, and in, and in locations where there's not a lot of vacation rentals, you can call a tax agency, and if you don't get the right person on the phone, um, they may tell you, they may give you the wrong information directly. So, it's it's a complex issue to solve. Um, you know, talk to other owners, uh, or certainly property managers are are usually very aware, aware of these taxes, and that's part of the benefit of as a manager. You know, manager is going to handle these. You know, typically is going to handle these taxes for you, so you don't don't have to deal with it. But if you're renting by owner, it's one of the things you're going to have to take on. So, you know, talk to owners, look at what other people are advertising as kind of a, you know, maybe a guide to get you started. But I always, you know, we always have clients that call us and say, you know, my neighbor is charging 10 percent and I'm charging 12 percent. And, you know, th- there's a lot of m- misinformation about the tax rates out on these, you know, some of these websites as well. But, um, you know, it's 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 not easy. I mean, in some places it's not, you know, some places you may be just dealing with one agency so it's not overly challenging but in, in in most places a typical vacational owner is going to have to register and pay tax to two different agencies
1: that uh that that's that's quite amazing just all you you came up with all those different uh, all those different names and descriptions and uh yeah that that sort of blows me away and then I thought well you know we're, we're an agency up here in Ontario we have um we have owners who have properties here, but are residing in other countries in the US and in UK and Europe. And, and we have to collect a, a withholding tax. So we, mm. we, we collect 25% of their, their rental income to pay to the Canadian government directly. And then they have to claim that back. So, so yes, the, <laughs> the tax is everywhere. So I talk to a lot of owners, they've been, uh, you know, they've been renting for a lot of years. I've, I've heard from some who've said, I had no idea that, that there was any sales tax or lodging tax or transient occupancy tax or whatever you call it tax. Um, what do I do now? You know, do I, do I put my hands up and I'm saying, I'm, I'm really, really sorry, I didn't know? Because we, we, we know that usually ignorance is no excuse. What, what would you recommend to somebody who has been renting for a number of years and have just sure. found out that, that yeah. perhaps they should have been um, remitting some tax?
0: Yeah, also very common for our new customers, there's a subset that, you know, there's you know, no malfeasance here. They just were not aware of the requirements um, and just, you know, honest mistakes, simply didn't know. Because, again, this is, a, this is a class of business taxes, which is just not well known for, you know, most people that are now renting their, their, their properties through these websites. So, you know, my advice is always, you know, just get registered and start collecting and paying the tax, um, one of the mistakes we see people make is they're not sure what to do or they're not convinced completely of the requirements, so they hesitate or pause, which just means that just delays the time, you know, increases the, the period in which they're noncompliant. So we always tell our clients, you know, the, the best thing to do is just get registered and start collecting or emitting the tax. Now, separately, if you want to go back, and, uh, you know, pay tax on, on prior years or prior periods. That's really a personal decision for each person. You know, what we tell people is, you know, that's, that's up to you. Uh, some people elect to go back and pay taxes. Many people do not. And, if you, you know, for people that want to go back and pay taxes, there's, there's different programs and ways to do that in different states, and we help a lot of people do that. A lot of our new customers, we help kind of get caught up on the last several periods or last couple of years whatever the situation may be. But I think the, you know, the message should be don't let prior noncompliance scare you away or keep you from, from being compliant going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most important thing is just to get started so you're not getting further behind or compounding any problems.
1: Yeah, what, what about the people who – and you did mention this a bit earlier – Um, the, the people who just renting the, the odd week here and there, and I'm thinking perhaps more of, you know, those who are doing it on, on Airbnb and and perhaps they have their city, city apartment that they just rent for for two weeks a year when they go on their annual vacation. Do they have to, to register and become licensed as well?
0: Yes. I mean, in most places they do, uh, there's an income tax rule that most people are be aware of that if you. If you rent less than 14 days a year, you don't have to report that income on your income tax return. But generally, there's no such exclusion for lodging tax. So sometimes there's confusion. And we've had this interaction with many state departments of revenue that even if you're doing one rental, for instance, timeshare. And we actually have timeshare clients that may only rent one week a year, uh, but they're obligated to collect and pay these taxes. So there is a bit of an administrative headache they have to register and, you know, file these forms or maybe even file these forms quarterly or monthly through the course of the year if you only have one rental. Um, so, the, you know, technically they are required. I will say this, though, like, you know, for all of us, there's a decision of whether it's, whether it's even worth the um, the effort and what's the risk. I mean, what's the risk that a tax collector is going to track down you as a timeshare owner? And even if they do find you, you know, paying the tax on one week of rent out of your pocket is probably not too painful. So I think my sense is a lot of people that are highly seasonal or just very renting very sporadically um, may not be you know, doing all the registrations and paying the tax. And I think realistically, um, you know, there's not a lot of practical risk for those folks either. I mean, that's really the fringe of the market. I think the rake and file vacation rental owners renting, you know, 10, 15, 20 maybe even 30 or more weeks a year, generating rent, you know, to the tunes of tens of thousands of dollars and have, you know, thousands of dollars of occupancy tax to pay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on those edge cases, you know, I think some people are doing it, some people are not, but there's not a lot of risk if they're not, if they're just renting a few times a year.
1: So, so let's go back to those who, who have, um, you know, who are renting more, who have maybe one or more properties, and don't want to be uh, don't want to be getting into all this themselves. And it's it, it's clear from what you said that in certain certain areas, it's pretty complex with, with different different taxes to be paid to different people. So, so that's where you come in with with hotspot tax. So, how do you how do you help owners get through this this maze of licensing and taxes? And, um, you know, make life easier for them because we all want right.
0: that. Right. I mean, that's what our whole business model is about, is to really just completely relieve owners and managers of these tax complexities and tax requirements. So if you use Hotspot, we, you know, we tell you the tax rate. We register to obtain any licenses you need. We, we file and pay the taxes each month. Um, we, you know, if there's any letters or notifications, we deal with that. Um, we ter- track any changes in the laws or ordinances. So, you know, in our mind, we are a, you know, full service way for people to handle this. We're basically an outsourced solution. We guarantee you're fully compliant. We guarantee everything's filed on time and correctly. If there's any issues, we're going to fix it and correct it. So, you know, we handle the entire. Um, range of activities: licensing, p- filing, paying, all of that. So, uh, you know, part of what we're about, we think, is peace of mind. So, uh, most owners do not want to uh, deal with these things. And at, at our, you know, we didn't talk about our pricing. At our price point for the typical property on the U.S., our service will cost twelve dollars a month. So, our view is for twelve dollars a month, say one hundred fifty dollars a year. Um, you know, we think that's excellent value. And we, frankly, most people most people want to, at that price point, outsource it. And we actually think most people, it's a better solution. Because, you know, we, we inherit new customers that thought they were doing it correctly but are not. For instance, they were paying the state tax but not the city tax, or paying the city tax and not the state tax, or not paying the tax correctly, that type of thing. So, you know, our view is for, for $12 a month uh, relative to the rent that's being generated on most of these properties, There's no reason anybody in the U.S. um, shouldn't be tax compliant because we can automate it and do it all for them at a very, uh, we think, reasonable price.
1: Well, I went through uh, through your website and I found so many interesting things on on there that um, you know to to actually find out um, what these tax rates were for a start. um, There's a there's a lot of data uh, available on there, so people can go onto the site and click onto their state. And and in a lot of cases, it will immediately come up with what they should be paying um, in in their particular area, which I found really interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know I would say free information and tools available there, um, and you know, HomeAway. We've been longtime partners with HomeAway, and you know, these taxes, as I said, are becoming a big issue in our industry. And I think they're very, you know, HomeAway and VRBO. They're very, you know, they want people to be tax compliant. They want to try to make it easy, so they've. They've, um, you know, integrated our tax resource center into their websites, and on those pages, you know, in Tax Center or even Hotspots website, you can go in and type in your address or your rental property, and our website will uh, immediately return what the correct lodging tax rate is for that location. Now, some of the lookups, um, you don't get an immediate response. We, you know, we we have to do some linkage on our back end, so we send you an email within a couple days. But you know, for the vast majority of people they can type in their address and get, you know, an immediate tax rate. So that's a tool, you know, you asked how do you figure this, this out. So that's one tool. And we're very, you know, we're very um, user-friendly and kind of agnostic. I mean, if people want to save a few bucks and navigate these th- things on their own and, and, you know, use this as a tool to help do that, that's great. I mean, th- that helps them be compliant because, you know, there's so many people that just aren't familiar with the rules and don't want to deal with these details that we have plenty of business. So we you know we're we're you know we're happy to help people if they want to try to do this on their own. Um but you know obviously we're we're a good solution if people want to outsource and and just know it's all being done correctly. That's what we'll do for them.
1: I love that idea cuz I, I think I think this is coming the tax issues are going to be popping up here in Ontario before too long. We we we're, we're hearing a, a, about it from different townships and uh you know maybe maybe something will will something similar to this will arrive in ontario at some point in the future well
0: you know i would say a little color i mean you're talking about the you know the environment may be changing where you are in canada and certainly we've seen it change I and mean, we've been doing this for for over 10 years and we've really seen the environment change especially in a couple in the last couple years it, you know vacation rentals have become so popular with travelers and owners that they're now everywhere they're in cities they're in resort destinations and now with Airbnb, kind of an, adding another layer of option for people, they really are everywhere. And, and I think it's, you know, I think it's great. I mean, it's great for owners. It's great for travelers. Clearly, travelers, you know, really prefer, or desire this type of accommodation. I think that's what's driving such tremendous growth in our industry. But you know, the tax and regulatory is 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 an issue that's, you know, at least here in the states. And you're saying maybe it's coming in Canada is becoming a big issue. Um, You know, markets like San Francisco uh, have adopted new rules. You know, Airbnb is kind of in a big fight with New York City to see what's going to shake out on the industry there. So, you know, some of these markets, it's becoming very difficult or increasingly difficult difficult to be compliant. Mm -hmm. And some markets like Santa Monica just banned vacation rentals. So it's, I think, you know, we're really growing as an industry. You know, when I got involved there was only like 2000 properties on vrbo and and now the big sites list over a million properties so you know being compliant and playing by the rules is going to be a really important part as i think as an industry as we move forward and we kind of grow up to a niche industry to being kind of a real you know mainstream industry where we're everywhere you know for us to be properly supported and endorsed by mm-hmm. the, you know the cities and counties where we're operating it's going to be really important that we are paying our taxes and contributing our, 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 share to the tax base, you know, and, and, and being a compliant industry. So I think, I think, you know, we're seeing our view is we're seeing right now kind of the evolution from going from a niche kind of off the radar screen industry to being a, you know, a well-known established industry and, and, and us going from maybe, you know, a lot of people not being tax compliant to being highly compliant over the next several years is, is where we think we're at.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I was I was looking at um, the, the whole issue of Santa Monica recently, and and the complete ban on vacation rentals. And then a couple of days ago, I saw an article in um, about Fort Lauderdale um, seeking to tighten control of vacation rentals. And they just seem to be they seem to be going about it right. in such a balanced. And reasonable way you know that they, they've weighed up the the arguments from the owners against the arguments from the um, from the residents and and they've they've come up with what they feel to be a you know a, a very balanced solution and that is licensing and I, I I don't think anybody has any issues against the the licensing and regulations it's just uh, it's just the way it's done and people becoming compliant with it
0: if, if we're going to be a real industry and embrace in our communities, that's just going to be part of what we need to do. And, and I think, you know, there's, like in any business, when there's a need and, you know, this tax and licensing need is becoming a big issue. I mean, you know, companies like ours or others will spring up to provide tools and, and, mm-hmm. and help people do just part of the natural process of, of business and evolution of an industry.
1: The, the press release in um, April from HomeAway, uh, you, you say you've been working with HomeAway for, for, for several years. They announced they'd incorporated Hotspot Tax Center as a resource to assist vacation rental owners. Um, is, is that something new or is it something that's been going on for a long time and they're just you know, announcing it to the world?
0: You know, we've had a long-time relationship with HomeAway and we, you know, we've you know, sat down with them and, and, and collaboratively said, how can we help owners – how can we better help educate and inform people of the requirements and and we you know we came up with this concept of 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 tax center that has and you mentioned earlier you you can go out there and, and and we have a lot of information on a lot of popular vacation rental destinations where we just have published the tax rates and requirements for those areas um you know there's articles about income tax um you know there's a tool out there like I said, where you can enter your you can enter your rental your rental property address and hit a lookup button, and, and our our software will return what the tax rate is for that location. So so there, there's lots of tools there, and I think to the to the companies like you know HomeAway and really all the leaders. And you're seeing like Airbnb announced uh, last week that they're going to collect and remit tax in the entire state of North Carolina, and that's in addition to the six or eight markets they're already doing that in. So you're you know, you're gonna see in our industry more, I think, efforts from the large players like the homeways and the VRBOs to to help provide resources, tools. Um, I think you know, we're certainly gonna be part of those uh, processes with, with with some of those companies, but I think with respect to the tax center and, and homeway and VRBO, it's just a tool that that they're trying to we're collectively trying to help. You know, the first battle is just to just to create some awareness for most people that they do need to be collecting and remitting these taxes, create some awareness and then how, give them some tips and tools to, to hopefully make it easy and send them down the right path.
1: And, and what it all, all does is, is brings even more professionalism to the industry across the board, across the independent homeowners as well as the uh, property managers.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Do you know, I really have enjoyed talking about tax. It's <laughs> probably because it's, very it's you know, it's vacation rentals and tax. And, and I was, I was just, uh, I'd just written a, a blog post um, about, uh, you know, 10, 10 ways that show that you're a vacation rental fanatic. And perhaps I'll add the 11th way is <laughs> is <laughs> when you right. enjoy talking about tax.
0: Well, I enjoyed it too. <laughs>
1: So, where can people get hold of you? Where can they find the um, the Hotspot um, uh, Tax website?
0: Yeah, so it's it's our name, HotspotTax.com, is our website. But there's you know there's the you know you can Google Hotspot Tax Center, and, and if you know people are on HomeAway and VRBO, they'll you know there's different uh, links to our site there. But the easiest way is just type in HotspotTax.com, and it'll take you right to our homepage um and you know we're we're user friendly if you call us we do do pick up the phone and talk to people so we're we're happy to help in in different ways and you know if you do reach out to us we we, we're not gonna we we don't have hard sell tactics our view is just to try to help people understand the rules and once they do that that more likely than not they're going to want to use our service to to make it easy and be compliant
1: so do you still have uh, have your condo in vale or is, is that it or do you have any others now
0: no, I just have the one I had the one condo in Vail and so I guess I'm a you know a seasoned veteran in the vacation rental industry but doing this for you know since 1999, you know one of the first people on VR on VRBO at least in the Vail market and so certainly have seen a lot of changes obviously not just in our world and the tax and regulatory but you know just how the websites have grown up um you know how prices have gone up um relative to listing on these websites, you know now push towards online booking, um, you know, payment tools, and I, you know, I actually think it's all great. It all it all makes it easier for the traveler, which I think is what this is all about, and it, it professionalizes the industry and, and makes booking, you know, vacation rentals, which again are just just becoming incredibly popular mm-hmm. uh, with travelers, which is why we're all experiencing this. as yes, we are. But I think it's it's been it's been interesting, and you know. And, and positive changes over these years.
1: Oh, yes. I, I totally uh, agree. You know, I've, I've been doing this for, for 15 years now. And uh, j- I just love the changes. Just love them. So, uh, you know, it, it, and, and mostly it's, it's, this, it's the move to professionalism and, and people seeing their vacation rentals as a business and, and you know, operating them as, as such.
0: That's um, exactly right.
1: Yeah, Rob, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your patience when I had to to, to rush off and stop a, stop a tree being chopped down. That was that was pretty important for me. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. I'm sure I'll come across you at a home away summit or uh, or some other um, um, event. Absolutely, enjoyed meeting you. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. So I actually really did enjoy that. Um, I'm not sure I'd, I'd like to be in, in, in some of those areas where, where you're having to pay different taxes to different people at different times and, uh, and can really see the benefit of, of having a service such as, uh, as Rob's Hotspot Tax. And, and actually, I've, I found the, the, the pricing and is, is very, very reasonable. You can see for the most part, if you go onto to the hotspot website, hotspot tax website, you can check out uh, what the monthly pricing is going to be and certainly if you 're if you're renting year round and having uh, you know a good amount of income coming in, having somebody that will take that burden of remitting all these different taxes and will ensure that your licensing is up to date and all your fees are being paid um, you know, what uh, What hotspot tax is charging seems to be a very small amount for a lot of peace of mind. So, hope you enjoyed that. It was um, it was quite enlightening. And as I say, one day it's going to find its way up here into Canada. Uh, having said, you know, we don't pay tax. In fact, I do pay sales tax. I, I, I'd totally forgotten that the only tax we actually pay here on vacation rentals is our harmonized sales tax. In Ontario, if your income is a, it's the same with every, every any small business, if your income is above around thirty thousand dollars a year, then you have to pay the uh, the hst which is is a sales tax and uh, so so I guess that is you know it's just another name for for a tax so when I said earlier on we don't pay tax it wasn't uh, altogether correct, but for the vast majority of uh, of seasonal Owners who just rent out in July and August, which is our major season, they're not going to get to that level, um, so so won't be paying any uh, accommodation or lodging tax until the townships and the municipalities and and maybe the provincial government uh, pick up that this is you know this is a money earner for them, and I'm sure at one one what, at some point they are going to do that. Okay, well that's it for another week. And I'm going to head off outside now because it's all gone quiet. The uh, the chainsaws have stopped. Um, I can actually see some light through to my my river out here. So I'm guessing that um, that my trees are now down, and hopefully they've taken everything away, so I don't have to go into mourning over over those uh, those trees that are gone. Uh, I know, sad, isn't it? That uh, yeah, I, I just had this thing about chopping something down that's living. So Mike is here uh, this afternoon. We are running through the final stages for our, or his, webinar, which will be on Friday. So if you are listening to this on, and I'm just taking a quick look at my calendar to see you'll be listening to this on um, the 3rd of June, then please come along to our webinar on the 5th of June. And there will be a sign-up box at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, Or you can just go to cottageblogger.com and uh, and you'll you'll find a a, a sign-up there. It's a free webinar and it's all about lead generation and lead magnets and how you can start collecting your list of emails and, uh, and start creating some relationships with the people who are coming to your website that you don't even know are there. You know, they come in, they go out, you have not connected with them because you, you just, you haven't got any contact with them. Mike's gonna be talking to you about the importance of giving them the opportunity to give you their email address so you can start connecting with them, send them information on your area, on your property, uh, on any specials you have, so that, uh, that you don't waste, you don't waste their visit to your website. So, please come along and join us um on Friday fifth of June. go along to uh, cottageblogger.com and uh, and sign up for the webinar um, and There'll be a good question and answer session at, at the end so uh, I'd love to meet you okay that's that's it I'll put all the links to the uh, the websites we talked about and and a couple of the articles in fact on 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 some of the legislation. Uh, I'll put that at the end of the show notes and, uh, you can check that out. Um, and as Rob says, if you've got any specific questions, you know, he, he'll be happy to answer them. If you want just want to put them in the comments on the show notes, I'll ask Rob to come along, check them out and, uh, and get back to you that way. So until next week, thank you once again for, for joining me. It's always a pleasure to know that, uh, that you're listening to these topics and that you find them interesting. Many thanks, and I'll be with you again very soon.
0: This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.